Uh, right. <coughs> Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brit. <laughs> and this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the mini maker. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> for fuck's sake! Should we, uh, should we redo that one? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be the podcast if we didn't, Steve. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve, and I'm Al, and I'm Brett, and this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the Mini Maker. So. Guys, I've been stuck in snow all, week, all, all day. What have you uh, what have you guys been up to this week? Same. Yeah, snap, snap. It's yeah. absolutely terrible outside right now. Jimmy's <laughs> electric is out. I, I believe the shop electric would probably be out. And I'm even in my big truck, I don't feel comfortable <laughs> driving in the five or six inches of snow with the wind and the ice. And there's power lines down behind my apartment right now. Wow. Yeah. So. I know probably like people in the states and stuff are seeing the the drama unfolding in England and thinking, "What the fuck are they talking about?" But <laughs> it's it is literally like the most snow that I've seen in twenty years. Yeah. So it, to, to us, it is dramatic. <laughs> yeah. well, this the thing is, I, I was saying um, before we kicked off, like I've had a load of people um, contacting me because I've got a, a big four by four, and saying like, "Oh, are you around? Can you come and take my?" Uh, in-laws to the airport or can you do this can you pull my car out because i've got stuck or whatever (laughs) and not only am i working 12 hours today and yesterday and tomorrow (laughs) but my uh my my neighbor has decided he tried to get his car out and he's just got a he's got a focus st so like a sporty ford focus and the whole time i was like you what are you doing you've not even cleared anywhere for you to be able to drive and <laughs> our uh our yard at the moment is like probably about eight inches deep in snow and it's just skidding all over the place and eventually got stuck but got stuck literally sideways across the entrance to the car park so <laughs> no one could get in no one could get out i'm like fucking brilliant well done mate perfect <laughs> yeah so um I've not actually been down to the forge. Well, I've been working, so I can't get down to the forge because we're recording this on a Friday night as opposed to the normal Sunday. Um, because because uh, Brett's doing things. What doing things? Doing things. Well, yeah, I uh, so I got a little bit of work done this week on the the longer project build. Yeah. Um, just trying to take advantage of a couple of decent days. Um. I hit metal for a long time for a couple of days and it's it's starting to come together. There's definitely a lot more of the process than I thought, but I was going to try and get it done before leaving town this weekend on Sunday. Um, Laura Kampf is coming in and Jimmy, Laura and I are all heading to Ohio for a Lincoln Electric event, nice. which I'm pretty sure I only got an invitation because I <laughs> work next to Jimmy. <laughs> 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 but i may have an opportunity to to talk to him about you know a few projects and i'm going to be taking a like a tig welding class in there to learn about nice. you know fastening aluminum and stainless and and some of the other materials and honestly like my tig welding skills are basically like if it's steel and it's thick enough i will not <laughs> melt it and i'll be okay and i can join them 
But other yeah. than that, I'm I'm pretty lost on a TIG welder because I just don't think I've had somebody with the proper knowledge teaching me. It's usually Jimmy yeah. just going like, yeah, just drop a little bit, and then you drop it, and then you and then you <laughs> push the pedal, and then you do this thing, and it's a lot of back and forth, and I get confused. <laughs> so that's what's happening this weekend. I I imagine the the sword build is going to be taking me a little bit longer. I already have all the ideas for everything. I drew it up in the sketchbook. Did my pre-planning, and like I just got to attack once we get some nice days. Nice, nice. that's awesome, man. But yeah, um, that's the plan. Yeah, if when you're up with uh, with Lincoln, if if they want to fly a couple guys out over there and do a couple of their classes, then I'm, I'm sure I could find you a couple of guys that want to do that. Yeah, except for that, they're not paying anybody <laughs> or not paying for anybody, <laughs> even the sponsored people, which I am not one. But it's, yeah, it's like. Oh, this is a really cool event that they it's an invite only. And you go, neat. Yeah. Uh are they are they paying for all the really popular people to go? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> you have to show up. Yeah. Nah, that's awesome, man. It sounds it to be fair, from what you've said about it, it does sound like it's gonna be a really cool event. And I, I think it is, and it will be not to not to spend too much time talking about my crap that's going on but it'll be the first opportunity i've ever had to go and be face to face with somebody that does sponsor youtubers yeah and i don't necessarily think it's going to mean a whole lot for me based on how small and and new i am but i think it'll give me a good gauge for yeah what these people's thoughts are about like the future of makers and the and the you know what are they trying to do or put out in the world what's their brand going to mean to people who are they trying to put their products in in the shops of? You yeah. know, I know I know that we've gotten some for Jimmy's friend Danny, who's a teacher in Yonkers, and uh, Lincoln supplied them with with uh, welders and stuff like that because they have a yeah. makerspace and it's it's middle school age or, or younger high school kids. So yeah. I know they're trying to good thing to do good things for the future makers. Um, yeah. So I, I think I'll poke them a little bit about thoughts and feelings on that. That's awesome. Yeah. I think I think you know we could probably do it. We could probably do a um, a, a whole episode on, on sponsorships and stuff. But I think it's really interesting uh, the kind of people that companies do approach because it, you know it's not necessarily these huge channels. Um, if you think about who they're trying to appeal to, it is the average Joe. So if they were to kind of um, sponsor and put tools in the hands of smaller smaller guys with smaller channels that that's more in their interest i mean yeah. my buddy steve maker you know he's not got the biggest channel in the world and evolution saws have, have, have sent him products you yeah. know I no strings that, attached yeah. you know not asking him to do anything just kind of this this is what we do you're the kind of uh person that we want the the, the tools in your hands um here you go try it out you know you could be a, a poster boy the perfect poster boy because you're not a celebrity yeah. you're just a dude who likes to make stuff so you know the, the there's there's always a place for kind of uh, the smaller guys. Yeah, no, definitely. It's um, and and to be fair, like you say, it, it's quite it'd be quite nice to get to speak to someone that that is in that sphere without actually worrying like, oh shit, I need I need to get sponsored by this person. It's just <laughs> you do it. I just want to ask you some frank questions, get some honest answers, and just kind of chat and find out. Um. Which, so yeah. brand, brand colors though brett you know you got your red white and black in there yeah oh my god <laughs> yeah but, uh, i can tell them how good of a crossover it'd be like you know i have skulls <laughs> and pirate crap going on all over the place i think it's perfect for what you guys are yeah. doing <laughs> actually i don't really 
I, I had to kind of come to terms with the fact that one, I don't really expect them to go, hey, we'd like to sponsor your channel because I don't, I don't really know that I care too much. Like obviously, mm. I have. It would probably be different if I didn't have the opportunities to use their products yeah. because Jimmy's already got them. Yeah, it would probably be a little different if I was if I was really fighting for, you know, getting some new equipment or being able to get on welders. And I'm I'm very aware that I'm I have I'm lucky enough to have that opportunity. But yeah. I'm pretty much going to take it as a as an opportunity to bend an ear or two that I otherwise wouldn't be able to yeah. and go, what are you guys really trying <laughs> to do? Because yeah. you get yeah. big brands like DeWalt and Makita, and not to spend a bunch of time talking about tool brands and who's got the better color, <laughs> but you know, some of these guys really care about making sure that they, they're doing good things for the community, and, and it yeah. seems like they are. Yeah. Uh, just based on who I know that they sponsor, so it's good stuff. Yeah. Nice. No, that's good because uh, I know I said last week about the um, the awesome makers LED lamp challenge mm-hmm. thing, and uh, and that's now officially been um, sponsored by Mano Mano UK. Oh yeah, um, and so yeah. Now, I, in case you're wondering, there's now a 150 pound, 100 pound, and a 50 pound voucher for first, second, second, and third. Um, but yeah, chatting to the guys that have organised all this, um, I d- I didn't really know who Mano Mano were until th- this week. Um, Sophie, yeah, Sophie's did some, done some stuff with them as yeah. well, hasn't she? Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, apparently that they are like a really, re- they're, they're really, really keen. Um, to help promote makers and to to get things uh, to to help out the community, um, and apparently they're uh, they're really really big in Italy, and they're just kind of like over here and they're trying to not crack the market <laughs> over here, but they yeah they they want to be over here, they want to expand over here and and everything, and which is why they're they're really really keen to get in with the like you say the smaller channels um, and and just get their um get their name out there and get get noticed um because they know that it's the smaller people that are actually going to be spending the money with them like they they're, they're going to be off going and buying those tools. But, now when so. you say smaller do you mean channel wise or physique wise? Oh, cuz I feel like we could talk about smaller makers. Is, 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 is that is that a subtle segue there? Well, it was an awesome segue that Brent did before, and I just totally crushed it by changing the subject. Yeah, so he's, he, he's doubled well, up on a double out. segue. Uh, I'm just trying segue. to make this happen, guys. <laughs> Were you guys just talking about the fucking topic already? <laughs> so, uh, well, I say, what, Al, do you want to uh, do you want to introduce the topic? Seeing as it was yes. your fine idea, go on then. Um, yeah, so I mean, the past couple of weeks. Um, you know, I've brought up people like uh, Keith, and 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 we talked about Soph as well. And just in terms of, you know, the the reason that we think they're spiffing and why they're inspiring us because of the the passion that they have for kind of inspiring the younger generation. And I think um, it's something as as well that I do in my job, um, as well as kind of a, a big goal for me in the Hack Shack is is helping to do the same thing. And I think it's really. Um, it's really interesting, really exciting, and it's really important for us as as creatives to kind of pass on that creative torch. Um, we're not going to be around forever, so it's it's kind of like who 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 is going to be the next 
Brett, who is going to be the next Steve, um, and hopefully there won't be a next Al, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so I, I just wanted to kind of talk about, you know, um, things that inspired us as kids, um, why we got into what we were doing, and, and whether people that kind of were real, um, not pushy in terms of like getting to do stuff you didn't want to do, but um, how we can how we can pass on this creative torch to the next generation. Because um, without going on a kind of a, a rant. Um, but in terms of like the education system in the UK, um, I know there's people like Andy who are teachers and, and he's doing a really great job and and um, even outside of his job, he's still trying to inspire people. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a great, you know, example of, of somebody who, who really gives a shit. Um, but the actual system itself is, is kind of is, is failing uh, in terms of inspiring the next generation of creative people, you know, uh, art subjects are being pulled um, there's a focus for, for less vocational things so you know from once upon a time there'd be shop class woodworking all this stuff in schools it's just not there anymore for, for, for the you know preferred business classes and things like that um, even at my university you know as I was leaving they were, they were killing off all the all the creative courses um, just because they wanted to run business business classes for Chinese students where they could get three times the tuition fees and it's just you know Go, stepping away from this idea of, of passing on creativity to, to the next generation and, and, and young people I think I'm really excited that I'm in a position where I might be able to do something about that um, and I just wanted to kind of see what your, your guys thought were on the, on the same subject um, yeah no definitely I mean it, uh, we've we've spoken about it before and there was the there was a lot of talk on this in the um, the missing episode yes Um but uh, but yeah, I, it, it's something that I I am um, I would love to be able to to, to have that kind of impact um, on on the next generation, um, e- even on a small level. Like my my nephew, hmm. um, for his birthday, his gift was to come and spend a day in the forge with me, and we. Um, we ended up going in and the first the first day we tried to organize it he didn't we didn't have time to light the forge or do anything it was literally like i think he had an hour right um and i went down there i kind of explained to him like it's it's not worth us doing it because by the time i've gone through all the safety stuff and everything <laughs> like that with you it's going to be over but let's go in let's walk around the forge and or the workshop and and talk about what things are and we just spent like 50 minutes just talking about what the tools do what hmm. this tool is used for what that tool is used for um why i have this bit of machinery or why i've got that and you know the different steels and um and then started talking about all the stickers that i've got on my um drawers from different <laughs> makers and things like that is he about eight or nine i think he's, uh, he 11. is 11 oh, okay 11 11 12 11 yeah, yeah. 12 11 he's welsh go to 11 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, no, he's he's eleven years old because he's just uh, it's his first year of secondary school at the moment. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, he he ended up leaving just after just being in the workshop, being really really happy and excited and wanting to do loads of stuff. Um, so yeah, we did that, and then uh, when he did come down and he actually spent a day um, making stuff, we we only had the forge lit for about half the day because we were still messing around with other bits, and we did a little bit of woodwork <laughs> and a little bit of this. And just trying a little bit of everything, um, and uh, and then for Christmas I got him a um, 
uh, I think I, I may have talked about it before, like a, a build your own robot arm, like a just a oh, very cool. simple grabber thing. Yeah, and um, and we kind of like looked at how the different motors worked and how they did this and that, pushed that, and it's all based on simple theories and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, and when we were building, or when when he came round so that he could build it, um, I said to him like, right, have you got any tools? Like, have you got some screwdrivers and bits to bring with you? He's like, oh no, I don't have any. Like, hmm. Right, okay, in the car, down to B and Q. Oh yes, and uh, and we went round and we just, <laughs> I was originally I was going to get him like a, a set of really small pliers and just a set of screwdrivers and a basically like a tool bag to keep it in. The idea being that he could slowly build up his <laughs> his collection of tools. Um, but as it turned out, it was just as cheap to just buy him one of those like household tool bag things um <laughs> that comes that comes with like a little mini saw in it and oh, a, nice. a tape measure and this and that and everything else and it's like a 30 piece kit <laughs> and a bag um and yeah they're cheap and they probably break and all this but he he's not going to break them and even if he does then you then re- replace them with slightly better tools so that he yeah. he can keep that kit and he's got everything he needs to do and um yeah, after going into the forge for the one day, uh, he left and told his mum that he wanted to be a blacksmith when he grew up. Um, <laughs> and then when he went home with his bag of tools, he was so, so happy and so proud. And we're like, yeah, these are my tools. These are great. <laughs> and, all this. and it was brilliant because he, um, he went in and uh, showed his mum. And his dad looked up and uh, no judgment on him or anything else but he looked up and he just went why have you got tools what do you need tools for (laughs) (laughs) what are you reading for yeah exactly (laughs) and I just looked around and went so that he can make stuff (laughs) and fix stuff and he went whoa and just kind of pulled a bit of a face like he didn't really see the point (laughs) and uh, and then Joel bless him just turned around and went and these are my tools you're not allowed to borrow them exactly (laughs) in your face Yes. Yeah. Good lad. Um, but yeah, no, they future that, future fool with tool. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Although he's not allowed to listen to the podcast for a few years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's because we have Al here. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, and let's say like getting to see him inspired and to see him wanting to do stuff and being able to, even if it wasn't because uh, sorry, yeah, <laughs> even if it wasn't in something that I'm doing like blacksmithing seeing him inspired and seeing him being creative and wanting to do stuff is brilliant and I love it and I I love being able to encourage that especially if I know that he's perhaps not getting that encouragement elsewhere like yeah. um, one of the other things that he does is he does uh, there's a uh, an amateur dramatics group locally that um, my sister's part of and so he kind of went along as a toddler and kind of grew up in it and now he loves it he loves being on stage and doing um, acting and even singing um, and again, he doesn't necessarily get the encouragement that I feel he should be getting. Um, but he's really, really good at it. <laughs> and it's obviously like that, especially at that sort of age. And, and I know the next few years is going to be really tough where it's um, going going through that stage of life and being like, oh, yeah, I like theatre as well. I know that he's going to get some stick for it. But. <laughs> If I can 
help him. Not understand. when he's a famous actor and he's earning millions of fucking quid, he's not exactly. going to get any stick for it. Yeah, exactly. If I, if I can just like let like get him to see that and like actually fuck those people because they're just kids and they're dickheads. It's fine. Just do what you want to do and and like, encourage him like that. Um. There's yeah, the thing you, you hear. You hear a lot of kind of uh, oh, kids these days. All they do is just sit around <laughs> playing video games. And blah, blah. it's like, yeah, they're going to if you're not going to inspire them. Yeah, exactly. If you're not going to encourage them, if you're not going to take them into a forge and buy them some tools, they're not going to be inspired to do anything. So no. They are going to sit around doing fuck all. Yeah. So just complaining about it and saying, oh, it wasn't like that in our day. Well, you know, maybe no, you, you had didn't somebody inspiring you in your day. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. See, it's, it's, Brett, I told I told you Steve was a nice guy, Brett. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I look at it like path of least resistance, right? It's a really difficult term, but yeah. it you're right. I you know, my, my nephew loves video games and plays them and we'll we'll chat about him when I'm back home. I'll, yep. go, I'll go, Oh, what are you playing? Oh yeah, I, I saw <laughs> that, I heard about it, it's great. Um but every single time he's gotten challenged uh to either make something or figure it out or be creative in any aspect, he immediately latches onto it. It's just path of least resistance if you yeah. create an opportunity for that kind of thing you at least get to explore the idea rather than keeping of it keeping it from them altogether right yeah. so out of sight out of mind is really really easy when you go oh all he does is play video games or all they do with kids play video games and watch tv or play on their ipad and you go you know what they might put up some resistance if you go hey we're gonna go to a painting class we found a really fun you know yeah parent parent offspring painting class whatever the hell it is and they go oh i don't want to do that and then <laughs> turns out you go do the thing and they love it and they immediately want an easel and paints yeah. and stuff <laughs> and you might have you might have you know initially forced it upon them but I, that's how i started painting when i was younger yeah. i was like i remember i think i think the very first time that i can remember was my grandma who was a really talented painter in her own right just kind of as a hobby but I sat and tried to paint with oil paints one day and ruined it and turned everything brown or gray or whatever. <laughs> She's like, well, well, you know, you'll just, you'll learn. You just got to do it more. And then it became a challenge. I was like, yeah. I, I do want to be able to make an image. I want to be able to pick up a paintbrush and make an image. And then it turned into drawing and sketching and painting and more and more and more and more and more. And then I went to art school because I thought that's where I was going to go. Now, things have changed since then, but obviously like, I didn't feel like that was an initial challenge that was just bred into me of like, Brett hit age six and now he wants to learn how to draw. I, like, that came from somewhere. No, but I, I, love, I love that idea of, of how you put it, Brett, as like a challenge to somebody. Like when I, when I, when I was in catering, you know, a lot, of, a lot of young kids would come through that industry with troubled kind of backgrounds and like you know they were told at school oh you you'll, you'll never get a real job you know here's your fucking choice you can go and join the army uh you can be a chef or you can go and work on a building site you know because mm. you don't have any skills you don't have any talents and they'd come in and there'd be there'd be problems they would have trouble with authority you know they wouldn't want to do any work but the second you start setting them a task to kind of create something with food all of a sudden they had they this passion came out of nowhere. You know, they never wanted to cook before. They never wanted to be a chef. They never wanted to be creative. If you told them that years earlier when they were at school, they'd have probably gone, oh, cooking's for girls, you know? But then suddenly there's this whole kind of fleet of these kind of, you know, underprivileged kids suddenly being creative and wanting to to, to 
better themselves and create wonderful things for people and then they have this whole passion that's just ignited that's never been there before all because a challenge was set and they found out that actually making things whether it's music food art you know tapestries is a fucking amazing challenge and it's uh, it's it's worthy and it's it gives you it gives you gratitude and it's rewarding. Um, how, whatever whatever avenue it is, creativity is a fantastic thing when you when you're young and you realise that you have the power to do things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's funny you say that about uh, tapestry. I think one of the first things that, like, outside of the the farm, where I was, you know, I wasn't so much making stuff as fixing stuff. Um, one of the first things that I made from scratch that I remember and really had an impact on me was um, in uh, DT design technology <laughs> um, I made a hat and it was out of just some I think it was lime green and purple fleece um, nice. I made, I made like now you're talking yeah <laughs> <laughs> I made like a, a beanie hat with spikes on it and like I had to figure out how to make the spikes how to do the hem how to do like then stuff the spikes so that they stayed upright and all this and it was brilliant and I loved it and that's why since from the age of whatever that was like 12 I've always either had access to or owned my own sewing machines mm-hmm. um, because awesome. sewing I, I really enjoy sewing like and it's so satisfying to be able to make and repair stuff I can't remember if I talked about it on this this podcast or Eloy's, but this just popped into my head again because we used to do a lot of road trips when when I was younger. Um, my dad used to travel a lot because he used to be on a on a softball men's softball team, and so we used to travel all over the place. Couldn't afford flights anywhere. Might as well pack everybody into the van. <laughs> and at that point, your kids are stunted, you know, and. You're all sitting in the car together with your family. You already probably don't want to be there, you know, in close quarters with them. And if if naturally they don't read or, you know, have a way to entertain themselves, which I was always kind of fighting to just do something with my brain. <laughs> um, my mom used to do this game all the time, which was the easiest challenge and a little, little kind of like mind opening I look at it now as being like a key moment that mm-hmm. that broke my brain open a little bit. But she used to uh, take a piece of paper and just draw like a really quick squiggle, like any shape, whatever her hand did would just bang. And then she go, okay, now make that into something. It's like, what do you see in the clouds, right? It's going yeah, and sitting under yeah. the clouds and asking what you see. But you you get the challenge of going, it's an established thing. And now I have to make it into it. I see a dinosaur, so now I have to draw a dinosaur and make it look like the squiggle was part of it, right? Yeah. So no erasing. It was always done in pen. So basically, um, it was psychoanalysis, and she was, she was just giving you raw shark tests. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't, you didn't realize. I mean, if She's I would pretending just, there was a game. Yeah. If, well, really, Brett really, keeps drawing demons. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it would have been that cool. Um, I look back at it now, and we've even joked about it. My mom and I were. We've gone. Oh man, you totally found a really good game where you had to do as little work as possible and it kept me busy for hours you know yeah. it was fantastic parenting um but it it seriously it became this thing that i held on to for years of going yeah all right sometimes it's just about going what do you want to do or where's your brain at right now okay uh throw spaghetti at the wall 
what do you see? Like, you know, your brain's going to have a natural tendency to, to, to make an image into something that you're used to or familiar with or something that you're thinking about, you know, it's psychoanalysis BS, but, um, I love doing that with my, my niece and nephew. Now I'll, I'll do a squiggle. I remember with my niece when she was a little younger, I do a squiggle and I go, what does that look like? Draw it. And it became, she's like a mini me cause she looks like me and she's a total weirdo. So <laughs> I want to try and put that right back into her and go yeah. keep making stuff because right now all you want to do is, watch youtube videos which i love you for but please stop <laughs> yeah i mean it's funny you say that about the the squiggle thing because um genuinely i used to do that as a kid but i wouldn't have someone doing it like doing the initial squiggle i just kind of scratch something out on a bit of paper and then go okay what am i going to do with this mm-hmm. and um and I still, I used to when i used to work in uh, frontline support as well if i if i knew if i was on the phone for a long time um, I'd sit there and I'd, I'd start drawing stuff but I wouldn't start out with a, uh, a an actual plan in mind sort of thing I'd just start drawing random lines just seeing where my hand wanted to go sort of thing and then kind of after a little bit go right okay what can I do with this What can I? how can I build on this how can I turn this into a plane or a spaceship or something like and um, a demon a, de- a demon, <laughs> a demon. <laughs> and uh, and yeah and I think like that kind of because that's that's a natural thing for people to do like that 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 play sort of thing um, and yeah I think if you can encourage uh, young kids to do that and to to realize that you because it, it teaches so many things and it gets them to use their imagination and teaches and, you how to think that's yeah. we we constantly talk about that and it's teaching somebody how to think yeah I, I think and and so much about school is at least when I was going through, it was memorization and then execution for a test and then yeah. effectively never have to retain that information for anything else ever again. Yeah. And then you go on to university for business school or something and, you know, especially kids that I'm talking to nowadays that are the generation behind me, it's a lot of, oh, I'm doing graphic design. What's your projects? Well, we're basically learning how to work within uh, the restrictions of a sidebar ad space for facebook and we have to make something eye-catching in three words and you're like wow so they're teaching you how to make ads for social media yeah Ugh. which you know i i i experienced the same thing brett because at my work kind of as a side thing um extra extracurricular um i i go into universities and brief them on on graphic design and i give them projects to do um and then they come back and, and present and um, it's a really healthy kind of two-way stream because we get to kind of see where the good talent is um, and they get to see what life is like in the industry and things like that. And the more it goes on, the more kind of disappointed I am in the levels of creativity in, in, in young people because exactly to your point, it's not that they're, it's not that they're not, uh, haven't got an imagination, it's that they're just cr- creating in a template. So even creative people at an art college are just being told to do this ad for Facebook, told to do this billboard. And it's like, is is everything a billboard? Why not, you know, why not make it into a pair of shoes? Why not make a spaceship? Why not put a fucking car on a rocket and send it into space? You know, yeah. like that's, that's not in the template. That is, that is breaking yeah. the mold. And that is, that is the kind of people that we want inspiring these people. Yeah. Um, and it's not that it's not that the passion isn't there. It's that the teaching isn't there, and that the 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 people that are inspiring the kids isn't there. Kids have the best imagination ever, 
Like, you can give a kid anything and they will turn it into something in their head. They will create things, they will imagine things. The kid isn't the problem. <laughs> so complaining about kids and, and, and how they're not like they used to be is, 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 yeah. is, is a fallacy because the, the kids have the greatest imagination in the world. So in that case then, I think we should uh, perhaps talk about what we can do as as makers, as content creators, as people to to, to kind of bring that inspiration up. Um, a perfect couple of examples I know of. Um, I found out recently that in the village there's a uh, like a scout group. Um, so I'm going to be getting in touch with them um, shortly to just basically see if there's anything I can do um, being like the village forge to get maybe have a few of them come around with the the scout leader or whatever mm-hmm. um, and not necessarily do any forging because of all the health and safety rules and things like that but you know at least come around and, and they can see it and they can give a talk or something like that yeah. um, and kind of inspire them that way I know um, uh, Rory I know at Dragon Forge they have um, I think it's once or twice a year they have a local scout group come along and they do um, a load of forging with them oh awesome and uh, and like he he said himself like it, it's the best time of year it's they're the best students because they're keen and they're interested and they've they've got no preconceptions they just they they're enjoying it yeah. for what it is um and i think as as makers and, and and as content creators we we've i don't want to say we've got a, a duty to do that <laughs> but if if we're not then what's the fucking point yeah like yeah so yeah no, like you said, what's the point? Like, it has to carry on. There's a reason that like stories were invented. It was to it's so you could tell the story to someone else, and then they could tell it to somebody else. You know, that's yeah. why people painted on walls of caves because they wanted the next person to see that painting, and then the next person. So it's it's yeah. it's cyclical. We need to do keep keep this on. Um, yeah, exactly what you just said about kind of uh, the, the kids and, and going to Dragonforge up at Rory's. Um, my mum. As a teacher, maybe this is where my passion comes from uh, for, for, for kind of inspiring kids. But the one thing that she said to me that has kept stayed with me my whole life is that kids don't have a preconception. Yeah, They don't know the answer when they go into a room. Adults no, adults think they know the answer. Like we all, oh, I, know what's good. I, I know what I'm going to talk about in this podcast because I've got a fucking opinion. Kids don't. <laughs> they, they, they will soak things up. They will be inspired. They will be in awe. They will not understand things. They will ask questions. Yeah. You know, they don't go into a room with 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 the answer already in mind, um, and that is an unbelievably valuable tool. Uh, yeah, we we talked about it, or or at least I mentioned it a couple of podcasts ago. But my favorite thing to do is walk into a room where people go, "This is how this tool gets used. This is how you make this thing." Yeah, whatever, and. Because I'm trying to practice what I preach, I hate that. <laughs> and the whole don't put me in a box thing is because I'm constantly walking into situations going, I know I don't know how to do this, but watch me. Yeah. Because yeah. I have been bred into, luckily, the people around me and the, the support that I've had for years and years have effectively bred me into a, a constant... Uh, questioner of the norm right or how do I do it different or how can I shoot a car into space that seems like <laughs> something I would totally love to figure out but kids especially or the next generation or the people that may watch a video or two of mine uh, the whole uh, teaching you how to think 
I'm not a channel that's going to be, you know, I know I started off talking about sponsors. I don't really care about the sponsor thing. I would rather have people come to my channel and watch whatever I'm doing to go, oh my God, how did he think of that? <laughs> or that's a really different approach that I wouldn't have thought of by using this tool. Well, guess what? I didn't know how to use that tool. I just knew that it was the thing that probably was going to do the job. Yeah. And if somebody wants to get on and go, you know, that's not how you use that. <laughs> but it worked. Yeah. yeah. And isn't that exactly how a kid would think? Yeah, exactly. exactly. The kid would go, oh, that looks like it might do this. Yeah. yeah. I'll give it a go. It, keeping yeah. that childlike yeah. approach to things, right? Like, Al, you said it. Yeah. It's kids have absolutely no preconceived notions until they hit a certain point of the nature versus nurture scale where too many people have told them, like, don't think like that. That's yeah. not how the world works. Whatever. I love uh, there's an illustrator that did a, a series where he had his kid draw a bunch of different topics and then he turned them into kind of like full-fledged illustrations are you, are you mm -hmm. talking of axe cop is that who it is yeah but it, it the stuff that came out of it was amazing because it's like well they don't know what a giraffe looks like but they said <laughs> that specifically was a giraffe yeah so that's the giraffe in this photo but you're like giraffes have long necks this one doesn't <laughs> but um but yeah no, it's, it's funny you say that about about going in and, and not necessarily knowing what the tool is um, or how to use it or whatever because um, the, the classes that we do um, you wouldn't believe the amount of people that, that that come in and they they've no practical experience and they just they really want to do it and it's great and I love I love it when people come in yes it might be a bit harder work getting them to to do the thing that they want to do but it's so much more satisfying watching that come out and and what I love is on more than one occasion I've seen someone doing something that is technically wrong but works and it works for them brilliantly <laughs> and it's really really cool to see that and I love it and um, and I've done it myself like I, there was a, a technique I put on um, one of the groups uh, last year um, for doing a, a coil and it was just something that I was just there and I didn't have the right tools to be able to do it properly so I was like oh well if I just do it like this and, and did it and it got a massive reaction a load of people going I'd never even thought of doing it like that but if you put that like if you get a kid to do that then it's insane because you'll see so many other ways of doing it because they don't have those preconceptions and they just yeah. enjoy doing it and I think that's one of the other things with um, with kids as well is if you if you say to them, this is how you do it, you don't do it any other way, and you have a go at them as soon as they deviate from from that specific set of instructions, yeah. then, like like you said earlier on, you're not creating a, a maker, you're not creating someone that's, that's inspired and, and wants to do something. You're not creating a creative person. You're, you're basically telling them to follow the rules, follow these instructions, don't deviate from that, and... And then they can't problem solve and 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 do things like that. And that's surely that's the whole point of being a maker is to problem solve and to 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 do things differently and to, and to get out there and, and enjoy it. It's yeah. Otherwise, you might as well go to IKEA and buy flat pack furniture and just follow those instructions. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Out no. Go good run. Um, let me tell you a story. Um, <laughs> so. So last year I, w I went to Maker Fair. Um, it was my first ever time Maker Fair. Maker Fair UK. Um, it's not as glamorous as the the American ones or even like the German <laughs> ones or something. Um, but it's good. It's really good. Um, 
and I went there thinking it would just be an opportunity to meet makers and in an adult capacity and look at tools and maybe some cool air stalls. I had no idea what Maker Faire was about. It is not. It is a hundred percent designed to inspire kids. Yeah. Uh, I just basically didn't read the website. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> um, and so the whole thing was kids, and it was like, and I, I was volunteering there for the weekend, and it was exhausting because I wasn't prepared. Um, but it was amazing. It was fantastic. I was on one stall, and it was um. I think it was called like the wacky robot or something. It was basically a guy took um, mobile phone uh, vibrate motors and basically stuck them into little paper cups and they just make robots. They just dance around the table because the, the, the motor vibrates. And there's like kids like five or six coming up and, and building things and just sticking on like uh, plastic forks to make it look like a chicken. And then they were, they were, it was awesome. It was really inspiring. And then I was on the stall and then this little tiny little toddler comes walking up to the stall with, with her dad. And the dad just goes like, "Oh, I don't think, I don't think you'll be able to do this. I think you're a little bit too young." And she's just, and I couldn't, I didn't even know you could speak at like two. And she was <laughs> like, I, "But daddy, I want to make a robot." And and he's like, "Oh, I, I don't think you can. I think you're too young." And I was like, "No, come on, go on, go on." And we encouraged, and like finally we, we allowed the, the dad to let the kid do it. She's yeah. two years, fucking two years old, and she made a robot, and I just it's couldn't believe awesome. it. And it's like, it's that was the most inspiring thing I've seen in years, and it just like. From then on, I was like, right, anyone can do anything. You know, there shouldn't be any holding back. There should be no judging on anything. You should be able to make a robot when you're two. Yeah. No one can tell you otherwise. Definitely. Absolutely. And I, I love the, um, I love when people get a little bit too egotistical about, you know, knowing too much or, or no one, no one at age 10 would be able to do the kind of things that yeah. I do or whatever, you know, <laughs> the, the robot story. That's amazing. But, you know. Even people nowadays, they'll they'll say it without. I think they say it yeah. without really thinking it out. Where, when my niece was six years old and could fully use the iPad that you know is at my grand or is at my parents' house, and they go, "Yeah, it's it's crazy." Sydney will pick up the iPad and totally get on there and play video games and do whatever. And I go, "Do you not put that together? That's yeah. amazing. She's yeah, an yeah, absolute yeah. sponge. She's six years old and knows the full functionality of this piece of tech that just came out." And she's better at it than you guys are. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's and, the thing. I don't. I don't think this dad was was trying to patronize oh, the kid. No, no, no not at I all. I think he was just like maybe scared she wouldn't enjoy it, or like scared yeah. that she wouldn't be able to do it and not have a good experience. Like, you know, I'm not trying to like beat down on the dad. No, 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 not at all. I, I think again, it comes back to the nature versus nurture thing. We're yeah. just kind of bred into thinking that it's like, oh, you're too young to hold a hammer. You know, it's a little yeah, scary. Yeah, yeah. Well. If you teach them the safety of it and try and stand there because yeah they're maybe a smaller person and they don't quite have the strength to lift that thing yeah let's try and let's try and mold it a little bit into something that they can do you know they're they're clearly passionate about it so let's not that let let's not let the restriction be the tools being used or the approach to it you know let the restrictions be there with their capacity to solve the problem it's it's a fantastic thing to challenge a kid or a young person whose mind is an absolute sponge and get passion like that. You have a two-year-old going, I want to build a robot. And you go, yes, <laughs> yeah. because they're going to yeah, do that do. at two. And what happens when they hit five? Yeah. Did you did you suddenly give them the opportunity that at five you meet this person? And they go, uh she spent the last three years building robots and now <laughs> I think Yale is looking at her uh, at like age 11 to give her a full ride scholarship to come and be in the robotics program. And you're like, great! Yeah. 
And everybody thought she couldn't. Or, yeah. you know, not yeah. thought she couldn't, but didn't think she was capable. Let's put yeah. it that yeah. way. Yeah, exactly. No, it's I, I, I love stories like that. Um, and there was... Uh, Someone in the the Fools with Tools Facebook group um, this week, uh, Patty. Sorry, Gilstrap. I can't. Guilty. There you go. Um, yeah, and bootstraps, bootstraps. <laughs> and uh, and she was she put up a post of a very similar thing. Like she had a a class of I can't even remember how many kids. <laughs> it was building a lot. robots, <laughs> and, and it, it was brilliant. And it looked like it was so much fun. And. Um, and yeah, and I, I genuinely just think that we need more people out there doing it. And it, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, because I know very, very well um, that there's problems with, uh, especially in this country, with the health and safety laws and things like that. And yeah. you, you know, Just you sorry, Steve, on that note, yeah. my claim to fame, it was my dad that, with the Conquer incident. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, really? Yeah. So basically, uh, Brett, in, in, in the UK, is about 15 years ago. <laughs> Um, there's <laughs> my dad is a school teacher, um, and he, he every year used to play conkers with the kids at school. Um, every autumn, obviously, you go out, pick him, you play conkers, and then one year he was told he wasn't allowed to do it because kids could go blind and their heads could fall off if they play conkers. <laughs> so my dad was like, "Well, you can't stop us playing conkers." So he went and got safety glasses for all the kids. Yeah, you know, it's all he all he could do. It was either that or he gets sued or loses his job does it fine and then but my dad was like he's a bit of a dick and he he, he called up like the local the local news <laughs> to, to come and like film this um and so they came around and then it was like the front page of the newspaper oh it's fucking health and safety gone mad uh, you know wrapping our kids in cotton wool they're not even allowed to play innocent games anymore like as if like yeah. It was my dad doing it, whereas he was just taking a piss. <laughs> and if he didn't, they wouldn't be able to play Conkers. But that's the mad nature of it, is that yeah. schools can't even have primitive things like that anymore because yeah. of this fear of this 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 nation of society of suing one another and, and you know, claim culture and stuff like that. And just for some fucking Conkers, you know. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was my dad. Nice. <laughs> um But yeah, I mean like I say, I I, I Health and safety is a bit of a funny one because obviously growing up on a farm, we we didn't really abide by any of the health and safety rules. But I completely understand why it's there. Like it, yeah. it does make sense and yada 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 and all this. But um, is that so? Your dad doesn't tip you in the slurry tank. He'd <laughs> still do that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the thing is, is like I I completely understand that not everyone is going to be able to get you know a, a group of scouts into the. Um, uh, workshop or you know go to a school and demonstrate yeah. whatever and you know and get kids actually involved and get them actually doing it but if you can it, even if it's just one kid and you can inspire them in some way whether it's um whether it's by by getting them into the shop and, and showing how to do something or whether it's just making something and then explaining to them how you've made it or asking them to see if they can figure out how you've made it yeah. Like I, I remember doing a, um, a again with Joel, my nephew, um, a little uh, leaf-shaped um, key fob for my sister. And when I gave it to her, she was like, "Oh, this is really nice," and everything. And within about thirty seconds, I'd taken it back off of her, put it in front of Joel, and put a stretch, a section of bar next to it, and was like, "Right, how do you think I did it?" <laughs> and just watching him go, oh, "I don't know," and. 
kind of like slowly just very very carefully like talking him through like well this is the first step and I did this and that made this shape yeah and then letting him go oh okay so if you did that would that make this shape yeah yeah, there you go and (laughs) and you move on from, from that and I think if you can find any way to inspire any amount of of the younger generation then you're doing a good thing yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if you've seen any of uh, Andy Pugh's videos. Yeah. Um, he's got the Physics Mad channel. Yeah. Um, and there's one where he's, I think he's on stage at school or something, and, he, and he's, he's doing yes. the, uh, the classic uh, bed of nails yeah. experiment. And, you know, and it's, it's that same thing, it's that interaction, and he's got the kids up and he's asking them, like, oh, you know, is this going to be set? What, what, when he pulls out, someone pulls out a sledgehammer. Yeah. And all the kids are like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and it's, and it, you know, and it's bringing that theatre into it and that drama and that yeah. fun and excitement into something. Yeah. Which essentially is just talking about physics. Yeah. You exactly. Know? He could have done that in a really boring way, but he chose to do it in a really inspiring way. Yeah. And I mean, like, the, uh, another example, um, Keith from Asgard Woodturning, yeah. um, your spiffy from last week. Uh, his latest video that came out today, I think, um, with the teddy bear chair. Yeah, the teddy bear chair. Yeah. Um, so basically, his kids brought home like the class teddy bear, and he made a seat for it with his kid. That's now going to go back to school. Yeah. And then the kids are there are going to be like, "Well, how did he make that?" And, and yeah, that easily something that could be talked about in class and 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 get the kids it just thinking about that sort of stuff um, and get them inspired about it yeah. but uh, but right, so what, 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 what are we going to do as fools <laughs> three of us what are we going to do we've got the power we've got millions of people listening <laughs> to this <laughs> podcast what are we going to do with our reach with Brett no pressure <laughs> no pressure um, honestly I'm going to try and continue to question everything around me and make sure that that's very apparent in what I produce or what I make. Awesome. And then I I would love the opportunity and not to deviate too far from your question, but going through university and going through illustration class, especially one of my favorite things my teacher said, which sounds kind of uh, condescending at first, but it's really not. Um, He goes, you're not the best illustrator. You're not the most original illustrator, but your peers want your feedback constantly and your, your critiques and, when everybody hangs everything up on the wall, he actually had me lead that one day. Okay. Where like I walked around and and yeah. asked questions and stuff like that. And he goes, because I think you just have a way of getting the best out of people, yeah, which is an amazing compliment, <laughs> absolutely amazing compliment. I've held on to that as as like a big motivator for years. But I would love opportunities to do that as often as I possibly can. Yeah, like walk into a place where they go, oh, so you do some woodworking, eh, yeah, a little bit. I, <laughs> what about blacksmithing? You want to teach a blacksmithing course? Absolutely not. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> but what I will come in and do is ask questions, or or I would love to pull the creativity out of people that otherwise may not have it, or give them a an avenue nice. and and the support to do it. Awesome. What about top you that, guys? Top that, Steve. Uh, I don't think I can. I'm gonna get some kids and beat some metal. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, no, hey, that's fair. what you sound like. You sound like that. Oh, uh, you're such a prick. Um, <laughs> to be fair, whilst you were talking, I wasn't really listening. Um, Shock. <laughs> Way to throw it back. Uh, no, I was actually thinking about um, the 
you well, actually to be fair i was listening because you said about um you uh critiquing things and and stuff like that and it kind of got me thinking that maybe we could do some kind of um uh competition but nice. for like you know um i don't know if you ever listened to radio too but they do a um a 500 word story competition and it's down to different age categories i can't remember what they are but it's like six and under six mm-hmm. to ten ten to whatever like the like the old blue peter rules um and i'm yeah i like, understand what that is reference <laughs> <laughs> shut up <laughs> um so yeah divide it into age categories for the younger generations and uh and do it's like some, doctor who brett yeah got it yeah uh do some kind of um like fools with tools competition for our listeners kids like they in the summer holidays they have to make something and at the end of it we'll give out a prize of some description or something a like lock it. of al's hair oh <laughs> the nice. ever-changing hair yeah um yeah i mean i like i love it no I'm it literally... would be fantastic i mean you're right i i think if we're gonna start or or try and help put that vibe out it starts with our listeners and we have a bunch of amazing listeners doing amazing things for the generations younger. Um, but how to pull in, how to pull them in a little bit more or make sure that we're continuing that motivation, you know, come up with a fun idea for a challenge. Yeah. So I mean, like I say, this was literally something that I was thinking of in the last few sentences of you talking and I'm kind of rolling with it. But I reckon if, uh, if anybody out there has, any ideas they think would be good for this challenge i think if we can do something i think over the summer holidays is probably a good time because kids will have more time to do stuff yeah um make me a butterfly net but do it different (laughs) (laughs) make our jingles for us yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that would be amazing people who we think that are spiffing (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so if anybody's got any ideas on what we can do, uh, what sort of prizes would be good. If you've got contacts with someone that you think would be up for giving prizes as well, that would be amazing. Um, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll try and sort something out and we'll do a competition later in the year. Awesome. Yeah? Boom. Cool. Al, what are you going to do? I am going to take a leaf out of the fantastic Make It Sofs book. Yeah! Yeah! Um, and go to Make Fair with her and Joe and set up a stall where kids can come and build fun robot toy things. You're already in the groove. Hell yeah. Yeah. And I can't wait. Um, and Steve, you mentioned about doing a P.O. box. Yes. Um, they're really expensive. Oh. And like, I only need it for two months. So what I'm going to do, I'm just going to basically see if anyone will post me stuff. If not, I'm going to go to charity shops and get all their unwanted broken toys that they can't yeah. sell. Uh, and that's more that's more of a romantic story anyway cool um in that case it is it a case of if people want to send you stuff just drop you a message and yeah you'll give them the address a, cu- a couple of people already have so it's awesome. really 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 helpful really generous and really appreciate it brilliant cool nice one guys well seeing as you're talking about soph and she is so wonderfully spiffing shall we uh Think that all spiffing.
Right, so then, who wants to go first? I will go first. Cool, you go first. Yes. All right, so I am going to spiff on Reyna of Reyna's Universe. Yeah. Um, Jimmy's talked about her a handful of times. I got to meet her quite a bit in the city when we were still working in the city shop. And Reyna is, I can't even put remember how old she is, maybe like 14 <laughs> or 15. I, sorry, I don't yeah. quite remember. But she's young. She's still going through school. Yeah. And she started a YouTube channel a couple of years ago. And it's always just been an exploration channel. Like from the beginning. Yeah. And she taught herself how to shoot. She taught herself how to do the editing. She constantly just films. She does a little bit of her life vloggy things. But constantly making, questioning, trying new things. She's She built a bridge out of, chops, or out of popsicle sticks for one of her class projects. And, and set the record yeah. for holding the most books. She currently, her current video is... Um, making a mobile, like a solar system mobile, and she uses different materials and, and kind of puts it together. And she just, she has a really good brain, and she's very inquisitive, and she's young and yeah. eager to learn things, but, you know, also plays the violin. So well. Ice skating, <laughs> like, I don't know, video editing, everything. Yeah. She's all over the map and constantly seems to be asking questions or wanting to figure things out. So... Um, I think yeah. Reyna is super spiffing and she's definitely one of those one of those examples that I think yeah, with the right definitely. nurturing or the right challenging it's it's the kind of brain that you can develop, you know, yeah. if you want somebody to be either creative or at least question things. So yeah. Reyna is very much spiffing. Yeah, awesome. no, I I completely agree with that. I know um like I've like I've I've followed her on uh Instagram and YouTube and uh and yeah, she's put out some really, really cool stuff. Even down to, uh, she went to the Italy and went around Venice, I think, um, and did a load of uh, Instagram stories for it. And normally, I don't really like it when people do travely blog sort of things. Like, I, if they're 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 there, if they're there and they're doing something really cool and interesting, then yeah, fair enough. But normally, it's a bit blur. Mm. Um, but. Even with this, like Rainer's ones were really cool and really interesting and like just well presented. Um, so yeah, no, I think she's uh, she's got some real talent there, and I think good things will come from that. Yeah, but, she's yeah. a total goofball too. So. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. We just chat about goofy crap all the time. So yeah, yeah. I think Anywho, so. sorry. Yeah, uh, cool. Uh, I'm next. I think you are next, Steve. I am next. Um, because we were talking about. Uh, inspiring other people especially the younger makers and things um, I was going to spiff Mr Izzy Swan um, I'm sure everyone already knows Izzy and has seen his YouTube and everything and not only does he do exactly what we were talking about by making things and doing things in a way that isn't the accepted traditional way of doing it but he makes really fun things and he makes something like the, the amount of things that he's made that you could show to a kid and go you could make this and they'd get really excited like the the walking robot thing that's powered by a drill and and stuff like that and and obviously now he's doing the the swan dive studios thing where he's he's really really going for it and he's creating a school and, and everything else up there and and yeah i mean he's 
he's a really really good guy he's really inspiring and he's he's the sort of person that you can put in front of someone that's 50 or 5 and they're still going to get inspired um, so yeah I'm going to spiff Izzy and uh, and and he is on the, the second best maker podcast out there so who's, who's the first in who do you think <laughs> Ow, do you want to go yes um, so this might not be relevant to some people because it would make absolutely no sense um, when I was a kid there was a show on television called the Adam and Joe show yeah uh, and it was basically like all the kind of cultural references of the time and they used to make sort of videos with toys and it was just two kind of young guys um, I don't know how they were allowed on television but they were <laughs> Um, um, and Joe Cornish grew up to direct uh, Hollywood movies um, and Adam grew up to never grow up Uh, and basically I want to spiff Adam Buxton because he's one of the most fun human beings on planet earth Um, he's got a YouTube channel um, and he does loads of things with kids in there he has like his own kids in the videos he makes music videos with his kids he just has fun all the time and he's really inspiring um, and he, he, he also has a podcast but it's not a maker podcast so it's not no. in the top two maker podcasts no, um, but, it is a but if, you, podcast. if you want to listen to a really funny podcast uh, Adam Buxton is absolutely amazing um, his jingles are the best oh, you want so a good jingle good. Uh, going into that, but he has he has really good guests on. They're always different every week. Um, a lot of it's about music because he's really into his music, but then it, it's about film as well and games and stuff. So yeah. everything you love as a kid, um, Adam and Joe gave it to me. So I think Adam Buxton particularly is spiffing. Yeah, no, that's a great shout. Although I do have to ask you now that you've uh, you've mentioned him, when whenever you watch a YouTube video and they ask you to like and subscribe, do you get? his like and subscribe jingle stuck yep. in your head yep. <laughs> like and subscribe like, like and, and subscribe, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> poor Brett's just sat there going I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> cool uh, right Any- I'll tell you what Brett you, you, he's, he's the photographer he's the news reporter in Hot, in hot Fuzz yes yes he is the one that gets the spike on his head the one that gets crushed by the spike on his head yeah. that's Adam Buxton yeah All right. <laughs> there you go there you go they brought it back around now I'm in it now I'm in it cool alright uh, any more for any more good any goes no cool right in which case kids all the kids are spiffing yes yes they are yeah and honestly if if I know we um, we probably wouldn't suggest that you let your kids listen to to this but Do if not. you've got any good stories about uh, inspi- inspiring your kids to um, to make stuff and that, just let us know. We'd, we'd love to hear it. It'd be great. But, and uh, where could people post those stories or, or contact us about those? Wow, that's a lovely segue. Well done, you. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can find us on www.fwtpodcast.com. You can email us at hello at fwtpodcast.com. Or you can find us on Instagram at FWT Podcast. Or you can join the Facebook group and get involved in all the lovely chit chat and things going on in there. Uh, and that is Fools with Tools on Facebook. Um, there's a were you, Fools with Tools. Are you reading that off a page? No, I'm looking at you. I've just done it so many times. It's you nailed in my it, head. Steve. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's because this time you two weren't pulling stupid faces and distracting me. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> just my face. Um, yeah, uh, there is a Fools with Tools page, which is 
just a normal Facebook page, but there's a group as well. If you join the group, then everyone can chat and have fun and stuff, and apparently blame me because it's all my fault. Or do or do an I'm Spartacus, but with Steve. And I'm Steve. <laughs> and I'm Steve. <laughs> um, and if you don't get that joke, you're not in the group, and it's all your fault. Cool. Uh, Brett, where can everyone find you? Uh, on my MySpace page under uh, Brett McAfee slash band cloud um, band camp. Instagram, Skull and Spade 13. YouTube, Brett McAfee, like the antivirus, because I'm, I'm going to take over your machines. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ow, where can everyone find you? Uh, you'll find me. Um... <laughs> <laughs> breathe. Breathe. <sighs> Back in the room. You think that's how you're breathing? You will find me on YouTube at Al's Hack Shack, and you will find me on Facebook and Instagram at Al Shack Shack. Uh, and you'll find me at Make a Fair with all the kids uh, on the 28th and the 29th of April with Soph and Joe. Come along, be inspired, bring the kids. Uh, let's get the next generation making and building and being creative. Yeah, that's brilliant. Cool. Steve, what about you? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, if you want to get hold of me, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Moonshine Metalworks or YouTube, in fact, at Moonshine Metalworks. Just put Moonshine Metalworks in places and it, it works. Cool. Right. I think that's it. So, bye guys. Bye. 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 bye.